0: Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I'm Gonna be covering another article here very briefly because honestly, this is not anything necessarily new at all. In fact, it's been talked about quite a bit, but, and this is a big but and I think it's a powerful but, when you keep seeing the same things come out over and over again, when you see, see the same studies and surveys and statistical analysis and all that stuff continue to produce the same thing, you know what? Maybe there's some truth, maybe there's some accuracy that what all this continues to say, like I said, whether that be studies or surveys or what have you, you know, maybe there's some truth into it. Maybe it's something that should be paid attention to, and we have that once again here. And we have a study that was done, and the name of the the, the the article says, study shows financial regret is real. And this mistake can take an average 18 and a half years to recover from. I don't know who wrote that title, but what a great title, because if that doesn't catch your interest, I'm not quite sure what would. So financial regret is real, and then the great kicker, and this mistake can take an average of 18 and a half years to recover from. I don't know about you, but for me, that's something that I would like to know about. Because there is power in avoidance. If you can avoid falling into a pit in the first place, I mean, just think about that. That, that. That's very beneficial. If you can learn how to recognize, oh, there's a pit right there. You know what? How about I just walk around the pit instead of fall into it, risk getting hurt. But even if, let's say you don't get hurt and you fall into the pit, guess what? Well, now you have to spend time climbing out of the pit. Whereas if you had just spent just a, a little bit of time walking around that pit, that's just an extremely efficient way to go about it. So whenever I see the opportunity to try to learn about something that you know maybe I haven't done, but who knows, maybe I'm potentially about to do it, but oh wait, I should probably avoid doing that, that's great. Now for this one, as uh, you know what it actually is, I'm sure many listeners here are, are maybe kind of, they've already maybe fallen into the pit so at that point, it is what it is. I mean, nobody's perfect. That's why they put an eraser at the end of pencils, as my fifth grade uh, gym teacher, Mr. Lyons, would always say. So it's, it's not the end of the world, but if you have already maybe fallen into this pit, then, I mean, it benefits us all to just educate people around us because the problems here do affect us all as a, as a country, as an economy, because when this issue of debt is building up and up and up, that does affect us all. So if you've already fallen in the pit, that's okay. Make sure you still share this. Share your story with people, especially as a parent. I realize not all listeners here are parents, but I'm a parent of four kids. So this is definitely something that I'm, I'm going to be driving home. And while I am by no means a parental expert, in fact, I have a lot to learn as you know from being a, a, a parent, but just talking out loud from one parent to another, hey, you know, make sure that you we, we got to be teaching our kids this stuff. Maybe you're an aunt, maybe you're an uncle. Be teaching your nieces and nephews about this sort of stuff. Make sure they realize this because think about it, 18 and a half years—that's a long time. I mean, that's basically two decades to recover from this mistake. So to pick up with the article here, and I'm not going to read it all. Like I said, we, we've talked about this many times before. And I just want to reiterate and kind of go over the, just the general idea here that's being conveyed. So again, we have another data point that you can kind of put into your Yeah, you know, I, I've heard that before. In fact, I've heard that several times. So I should probably pay attention to it. So going to the article here, most Americans are living with some kind of financial regret, according to a 2019 study from New York Life, which polled 2,200 adults about their financial mistakes. Participants ranked, and here we go. Here is, we've, we've talked about this quite a bit, the time machine. If we can go into the future for somebody else and say, hey, you in the future, because I, I, I'm not your age. It's, for me, it's not 30 years from now, but for you who is it is 30 years from when you were my age, what regrets do you have? Think about how powerful that is. That is so wise to do that. And I wish I would have done that earlier to realize that there's this, this time machine out there. Who is this time machine? Well, anybody that's older than you, I mean, hey, you're 10, you're 20, you're 30, you're 40 years older than me. What, what things you wish you would have done differently? What things do you think somebody, or do you wish someone would have told you? Ask those people that. There is wisdom in that time machine that's sitting right in front of you. Uh, time machines don't exist. Yes, they do. You can go into the future. It's possible. Go talk to somebody older. So what is the number one financial regret not saving enough for retirement. So that is number one. So that one comes up all the time. I wish I would have started sooner. So they didn't save enough. That another way of saying, I I wish I would have saved enough was, well, I I wish I would have started sooner because with the, and I'm not gonna turn this into a math podcast, but with compounding interest and the way the mathematics and all that work out, the sooner you start, the better. So sure, maybe it's not, I wish I would have started sooner. That's essentially what they're saying not saving enough for retirement. Well, if you would have started sooner, if you would have put a little bit more money aside instead of spending it on all these non necessities, then you would have had enough. But, so here we go, taking out too many student loans is the top money mistake that took the longest to recover from. The average participant reported paying off student loans for 18 and a half years starting at age 26 and ending at age 45. That is a long, long time. Spending a significant portion of your life repaying on college tuition fees is a reality many Americans, uh, for many Americans. In 2018, 69% of college students took out loans and graduated with an average of $29,800 in student loan debt according to statistics from Student Loan Hero. This typical repayment period of borrowers carrying between $20,000 and $40,000 in federal loans is 20 years, reports the Department of Education. So let's think about this real quick. Nothing new, debt, debt being a problem, but think about the idea of what debt is. Debt, of course, needs to be repaid. So the big thing that I'm gonna drive home to my children that I would encourage you to drive home to your kids or your nieces or nephews, or who knows, maybe the the younger person down the street, or really, I, I don't know, maybe somebody you work with that's thinking about going back to college is, yeah, it is a debt to go to school, but it can also be an investment. And how do you know if it's a debt or an investment? Well, a quality investment is not gonna take you 18 and a half years to pay it back. A debt, is going to take you 18 and a half years or 20 years to pay back. How so? Well, you need to make sure that you are actually using that money as an investment. A good investment means it's going to give you a good return on investment, I mean, it's going to pay you back. If you invest $1,000 into something and because you did that, now all of a sudden you have $2,000. Well, hey, that was a good investment. If you Invest a thousand dollars into something and now all of a sudden you don't have a thousand dollars, maybe it's gone down. Well, that's not that's not really a good investment. And when it comes to education, that's what you need to be focused on. Is this degree that I'm putting that I'm borrowing money for, is this degree going to be able to get me a job? And more importantly, is this job it's gonna get me going to be able to produce enough income where I can pay this debt off? a lot quicker than 18 and a half years. If you go and get a degree in the art of salami grilling at an out-of-state college that's private and you're paying 30, $40,000 a year, you know what, you're, you're probably, that's not really an investment. I would consider that a debt. And that's just gonna be a debt that's hanging around your neck and ankle and it's going to take you a long time to pay off that sort of degree. On the flip side, if you say, you know what, I want, I want to become a nurse. You know what, I want to become a dental hygienist. By the way, dental hygienist, talk about a great, great field to go into. It's a basically a two-year degree, maybe three-year degree, depending on uh, you know where you're at. And look at the salary that you get starting out. So go to school for a couple years, and then you get that salary. Uh, my wife. I mean, she went to a two-year school. She, was a, she got her degree in a, as a PTA, a physical therapist assistant, so just a two-year degree, and I mean, she came out, this was back in 2006, so this is years ago, but even back then, I, I wanna say she came out making, and this might be a slight lie, because I'm, I'm going off the top of my head here, but she was making at least, I think, between 20 to $25 per hour, back you know, over 10 years ago, and with a two-year degree. That was a good choice. That was a choice that has since allowed her to, I mean, she doesn't have any student loans, I don't have any student loans. But that's the key is, you know what? People do regret this whole idea of having student loans hanging around their neck for that long. But you gotta go that layer. Well, why are they hanging around for that long? Because they're overpaying for a degree that doesn't match up. Match up how? Match up in regards to well, how much is that going to generate as a as a salary from a job? People are not going to regret. I have no regrets. I I, I took on some college uh, debt for school to become an engineer, but my story is a little unique because I still graduated debt free because I started some businesses in college selling books. But my wife, for example, she has been able to pay back all that uh, you know because she kept the debt, the investment amount at a small amount, but then she also created a job for herself. She put herself in a, a, a situation where there was an opportunity where people were willing to pay a respectable amount. So I would just remember that. And once again, I realize for you longer term listeners, you've heard me talk about this time and time again, but I can't help it. The studies keep telling, coming out time and time again saying, hey, you know what? People are regretting this whole college debt situation. They're regretting all these college loans. But you have to ask, well, why? Nobody that's able to pay off a loan, and let's just call it five years, is going to regret taking that loan. They're going to say, yeah, it took me five years, whatever. But I mean, 10, 15, 18 and a half years, yeah, there's definitely going to be some regret that starts to creep in, in that situation. All right, yeah, Clay, I, I, can, I can see how nobody would regret if it's paid off in three, four, five years. So let's, let's go to the next step. Well, well, how is that possible to be able to pay off a student loan in that short amount of time? Because they're getting quality paying jobs. They're getting degrees in an area where there is quality paying jobs. And again, the history of salami grilling, probably not a great job market for that degree. So maybe not the right choice. Now, if you wanna pick up the history of salami grilling as a hobby, fantastic. Pick it up as a hobby, that's great, no problem there. Or if you can pay for that degree in total cash with no debt, fine, that's fine too. But to take out debt for that sort of degree, we we, we don't want our kids doing that. We don't want generations doing that because think about it, we are on the hook for that. All this is subsidized through the United States government, which is very scary to know that my tax dollars, your tax dollars are being used to pay for somebody to go get a degree in the history of you know salami grilling that's messed up that it really shouldn't be like that but it is but if we can say you know what listen there's a lot of people that regret what you're about to do so maybe reconsider it or maybe just keep that as a hobby and let's focus on taking out some sort of debt that's going to help give you a much better return on that investment so keep that in mind another data point another example of people just totally regretting the student loan thing and I swear the more and more I read the headlines it seems like almost every single one has to do with student student loans and student loan debt and how student loan debt is crippling people now and you know I've seen some articles and some arguments where it's you know the US population we might be in trouble because all these millennials and all these younger people are pushing back having families having kids which I mean I would say that it's actually the responsible thing to do, good for them, but they're pushing back families and stuff like that because they're they're financially in a very, very tight spot because of, yeah, you guessed it, student loans. And that's going to be very, that's difficult from the economy, not only from a debt perspective, but as far as just a country as a whole, declining population's not necessarily a good thing. So just, It's this is real world stuff. This is things that literally affect your life and a decision you make, which is very cruel, but a decision a 17 or 18 or 19 year old person is making that could affect them for the next 20 years that could, you know, really alter their life. It's actually pretty freaky. It's actually very, very scary. And why I do this podcast, why I'm going to continue to talk about this topic, because even if just one 17, 18, 19 year old listens to this and says, you know what, I am gonna listen to that time machine known as older people that are regretting this whole student loan thing. I, I, I wanna go about this in a very wise way, then perfect. That's the idea behind all this is just be aware. Look at what, look into the future, look what people are regretting and learn from that. And the student loan thing is no joke. If you're not wise about it, if you're not strategic about it, it can definitely present a whole lot of issues as we see here. So." That's what I have for this week. Another data point, another example of what we need to be aware of, what we need to be passing down to, uh, like I said, not necessarily if you don't have kids, but the, the the kid down the street, your nieces and nephews, people gotta be aware of this stuff. So just let them know, bring it up in a, in a way that's not gonna seem like you're talking down to them, but just kind of as in, hey, as an FYI, you know, you know, check this out and, you know, uh, let, let people kind of maybe try to, Not tell them what to do, but just give them other alternatives and other perspectives to think about. So get out there and let's just make sure people can start to avoid this pit and not fall into this pit known as student loans. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself,